Welcome, everybody. Football Scoop Podcast, Sunday, October 17th. Uh, John Bryce is on with me, college football expert. Uh, between John and I, I'm not sure if anybody knows uh, college football coaching world any better. Uh, John and I were doing a podcast uh, recapping the weekend when I got a text saying LSU's made a move on. Oh, so we finished that podcast. We're here today just to talk specifically about LSU. So I live in Baton Rouge. I'm pretty close to the program. I think we've all seen for weeks, uh, even those who don't know the program very well, that this change was coming. I was up in Kentucky last weekend, had the opportunity to visit uh, with Scott Woodard and with uh, Greg Sankey and a bunch of LSU personnel on the field before the game. And uh, anyway, change was imminent. There was complete apathy from the fan base. There was no doubt about it. After the game, after the Kentucky game, I, I shared there by this change was coming soon. I didn't know precisely when. I'm a little surprised that it happened right after this game. John and I spoke briefly. John, your thoughts on it happening right now after they beat Florida? Yeah, I think um, this is the best possible optics in a very difficult situation for LSU. You make the move now off of a win, a really important win considering that rivalry, um, and you do it and announce that you're going to separate formally at season's end. This makes the most sense for both sides, and it absolutely helps LSU jumpstart its search um, with already USC sitting out there in big boy land, also a month plus into its search to replace Clay Helton. So makes a lot of sense. Um, I know, I know some of us thought it might happen as early as last Sunday because LSU was so listless against Kentucky. But again, the timing makes sense to do it after a win for a guy that led them to the 2019 national championship. Yeah. And, Oh, did some, I mean, he had the greatest season in the history of LSU football, maybe in the history of college football, you know, with Joe Burrow. Absolutely incredible. You got to love that. Oh, could take that to his grave uh, with pride. It, it just devolved thereafter. And uh, the play, it, the program, it needs change. It just does. So here we are. All right. So, John, I think what people want to hear from us, honestly, is a little bit of insight into what might happen from here. So Scott Woodard has a history of going for a big name hire. Um, I don't think you'll see anything different here. I think there are some great candidates, some fantastic candidates. I think there are six or eight. I think Scott Woodard also likes to be the guy who comes up with one that you didn't think about. I honestly do. I think it's just something he likes to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off some names that I've already had discussions with people in Baton Rouge about. I'll tell you how real I think they are. I'd love to hear any other thoughts you have, any names I don't bring up, but this is kind of this is kind of where I think things are. I personally believe Billy Napier would be a home run. I don't know that he's Scott Woodard's first choice. He's recruited very well. He knows how to rebuild a program. He knows how to run a program. He's someone that the uh, administration would be very proud of. The fans would rally behind immediately. I think Billy would be a home run. I don't know that he's near the top of the list. I think he'd be fantastic. I think Joe Brady is very uh, – he's a guy who could, could rally people behind him. The fans would get behind him. The players would get behind him. It's really hard to hire an NFL assistant coach – to get in here in the time of recruiting, um, you know, the NFL season, you can't get him before <laughs> when you need him before early signing day and early you know, signing happens so early. So that's an issue there. 
Also, he's never been a head coach before, but he could be an NFL head coach pretty soon. So is if Scott made that hire, I don't think anybody would be upset. Uh, I think the case for that was helped by how well the offense played this week. You know, I think a lot of people were questioning Jake Peets, who was Joe Brady's kind of recommendation. And Peets, you know, has said when the players want to play, we can be pretty good. And they showed that yesterday. Uh, TDP with an enormous rushing day, you know, historic rushing day against Florida. So Joe Brady's there. Uh, the guy that I have been hearing on the quiet in Baton Rouge that, that Scott Woodard uh, is high on is Mel Tucker. Mel is the head coach at Michigan State. And, John, at some point I'm going to give you a chance to talk. I apologize. I'm just going to You're good. No, you're good. Place, we'll come back. Mel Tucker uh, leads a program. He's a leader. Uh, he's he's an authoritative voice for a program. The players are going to get in line. They're not going to mess around. Uh, whereas LSU has had a lot of out in the community type events over the years. Mel Tucker is not going to stand for that. He's, he's more of an authoritative voice. Uh, he's also, he's, he's an eloquent leader. Um, he's, a, he's a change. He's familiar with the place. He's eminently familiar with the SEC, you know, having been in Alabama and Georgia. Um, he's got a heck of a pedigree, and he did it at Colorado. He's doing it at Michigan State. They're currently undefeated. That would be a big hire. I know a lot of people have spoken about James Franklin. I don't understand why James Franklin would, would want to come to LSU from where he is. I think James is the best choice at USC. I think if presented those two options, three options, stay at Penn State, great option, become the head coach at USC, become the head coach at LSU. Personally, I believe he would choose USC. I think USC is <laughs> It's a great place to live. Nothing wrong with Happy Valley. Nothing wrong with Baton Rouge. They're not Los Angeles. The expectations are just different. Um, it's weird. Expectations at SC aren't as high as they are in Baton Rouge or Happy it just Valley. Means it, makes no sense. it just means more, Scott. You know this. It's the SEC. I think James Franklin's a better fit at USC, personally. Um uh, Gosh, John, I just had two or three other guys that came to mind. Lane Kiffin. Lane, I think Lane, honestly, I think Lane has loved his time in Oxford. I think Lane would like a breath of fresh air, another restart. I think Lane's ultimate goal is to be back in the NFL. I don't know that Ole Miss propels him there. I think if Lane could do it at another program, that would be fantastic. I don't think he wants to follow Ed Ogeron. I just don't. I don't think Scott wants to hire Lane. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, look, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, guys who are thriving out like Dave Miranda's six and one. Yes. I felt, I don't believe Dave Miranda has the panache for Scott Woodard. Maybe not. He Here's have the flair. Go ahead. So um, I'll try to catch up here. I'll, I'll start with Aranda and kind of work my way backwards. I'll say this, Dave Aranda has no shortage of people, and there's been a boatload of turnover in Baton Rouge, as you well know, since Dave Aranda's time there. But there's no shortage of people that are holdovers that really loved working with Dave Aranda and that said that they would work for Dave Aranda if the opportunity ever presented itself. So I do think if Scott Woodard goes through this thing and, and listens to some folks along the way,
he'll have some people right there in his headquarters telling him they like Dave Aranda. They believe Dave Aranda can do the job. They think he's a good fit, and he very obviously understands what LSU is and what it means. So because of that, um, I think that Dave Aranda has some uh, plausible sense to his candidacy at LSU. I'm with you. I think Mel Tucker is a big-time guy. I sit here and laugh every time, I guess, that Michigan State scores another big win, and we think about Philip Fulmer going down to the end and basically picking between Jeremy Pruitt and Mel Tucker, and he picked Jeremy Pruitt to take over at Tennessee in December 2017. Now, look, Colorado is struggling now under Carl Durrell. It's still better than it was, and Michigan State is better than it's been since 2015, despite Tucker having to spend his whole first year in a COVID year. So I think he's big time. I'm getting texts right now as we're recording this that are saying, bro, you have to have Mel Tucker on your candidate list or whatever. I think he's very, very deep in it. Um, the Brady, Joe Brady makes tremendous sense because of the excitement that he that he brought, um, because of what that offense did, because as you referenced, we're starting to see uh, glimpses of it from, from Pete's and Manga, so there would be some consistency and hold over there. Um, the NFL timing of the season is difficult, and, and the overarching theme I've heard as it pertains to LSU and every other job that has either already come open or that we expect to come open is having somebody by December 1st has never been more important for two huge reasons, the early signing day and the transfer portal, and you need to get into both as quickly as possible, and you need to have a direction for your program. That's one reason why I think a college candidate makes more sense in this situation than Brady or somebody from the league because they have more connections already around. They have a good understanding. Look, I had somebody tell me within the last 10 days, I know another 50 to 100 players who are going into the transfer portal. This person was telling me this about potentially building a program down the road, and there's already that kind of chatter. So you, if you're LSU and you feel like you do have some holes uh, on your roster, you need to bring somebody in that can tie together recruiting and that can get in the transfer portal and help you there. And Mel Tucker – um, I said it early on in the first month on, on Sam Pittman. I'll say it now as we're more than midway through the college football season. Mel Tucker's my national coach of the year right now, and it's probably not really close, especially when they go get a tough road win at Indiana on a day that Iowa loses badly at home to Purdue. I'll tell you one more name who I think would be very interested in the job is Hugh Freeze. And Hugh lost to Louisiana Monroe the weekend this happened. It's almost like, well, sorry, Hugh. Hugh's a really good football coach. I think Hugh would jump at the opportunity here. And I think he just lost to Louisiana Monroe and makes him unhirable in the eyes of LSU. LSU, it's hard. If you're not from here, if you don't live here, you just it's hard to understand the dynamics between LSU Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Monroe. There's just there's there's yeah. there's just a little brother yeah. thing going on there. If LSU were to hire Louisiana Lafayette's head coach, oh my goodness. Yeah. This would this would go down in the 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 you need somebody needs to document this whole thing. Some people in Lafayette would be some sort of upset. This would be but, this but would be some Cajun Coon ass stuff that, that a lot of us can't understand. Yeah, but but I'm not sure that um, Billy Napier, like you said, wouldn't be an absolutely fabulous coach. And as we sit here and talk about recruit, I know I see your facial expressions. I think even he'd though, be incredible. Yeah, even though the audience doesn't. Um, national championships in LSU. 
Yeah, I, I think he would. And, and here's a big reason why. He understands the state, which you just spoke to how critical that is. And I'll tell you right now, because I've, I've dealt with high school coaches for years um, at, at previous stops, Louisiana high school coaches freaking love Billy Napier. And the people who work and play for Billy Napier freaking love Billy Napier. Really, I think Billy Napier and Mel Tucker are extremely similar head coaches yes. and extremely similar exemplary humans. And that's what LSU needs right now. LSU has a whole bunch of crap off the field that has absolutely expedited what's come today to the separation of Ed Orgeron and LSU. It's expedited. The on-field being 9-8 and eight since the national championship and a bunch of those losses being blowouts absolutely cannot be um, overstated, but do not ignore the off-the-field stuff. So you, you pretty much have to, in my opinion, rule out some of those guys we've mentioned, but you have nothing – uh, impeachable about the character of Billy Napier and Mel Tucker. Billy and Napier, I'm sorry, Billy and Mel Tucker, Billy Napier and Mel Tucker, both are family men. That um, They're family first. And in front of their team, they hold the room and they're beloved. They actually both, um, they're really good in the spotlight, like if you take them out and you put them on the road, they're fantastic, but they don't go seeking that out. I would say uh, perhaps Mel has a little bit more panache uh, than Billy, but they're, they, 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 they're there to be the football coach. And they recognize being the football coach often makes you the public face of the university to some degree. Now, LSU has a brand new uh, president of the university who – you know, rightfully should be the public face of the university and, and you're seeing him more. So maybe that's not what LSU is looking for. It's a big new public face, but you're the head football coach at Louisiana State University. You're pretty much the best known guy in the state. In the state yeah. Uh, Billy is beloved. I agree. Uh, quickly has become that in the state. And Billy would be a home run. I, I think Mel could be amazing as well. Mel's a great guy, great coach. Uh, has done extremely well at a higher level than Billy. Which you know, it, it's just yeah. the fact that he's a power five. That's all. Uh, all Billy done is just keep winning football games. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah, uh, and he's done it locally. So anyway. and, and and Billy's done it as we say in our candidates piece. And Billy's done it while learning under Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban. So very very similar to Mel Tucker. He's got some some really good people that he's worked for and learned how to do it in a big time big time way. Yeah, I don't want to slide anywhere where Billy's been. You know, he also went out to Arizona State and just put on points left yeah. and right. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's not like Billy hasn't done a big stage. I was just saying as a head coach. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I'm yeah. I'm just saying both those guys again, as we discussed, they have so many similar similar characteristics. And another of those similarities is they've worked for some great coaches, and I think the, that's critical. The last name I'll bring up, just because I think it merits mention, just because of the connection, is. Uh, Jimbo Fisher. I don't believe Jimbo Fisher is even going to be a candidate here. I could be completely wrong. Wouldn't be the first time I've ever been completely wrong. I just don't believe Jimbo's even a candidate. I don't understand why you would leave where you are to jump into this. Uh, it's just, it would be so weird, so wrong. Doesn't make any sense at all to me. So I wouldn't even expect Jimbo to be a candidate. And I, was, I would expect Jimbo to say that once his agent lets him. I'm telling you, agents love things like this. It just, it creates... It's Christmas uh, bonus season. It, yeah, it's Christmas is, bonus season, Scott. Like, Come on, bro. You know this. Agents yeah, are so, so excited. It's out there. Look, Jimbo, as you well, well know, was a mega candidate 
um, when O ended up getting the job. So um, there's, and he obviously has natural ties to LSU. So I think we'll hear his name a lot, um, but I'm with you. I don't think he's in that list or that grouping of feasible, realistic candidates for LSU right now. On, on Twitter, I'm Football Scoop. He's John D. Bryce One. Uh, John is an incredible follow. I encourage all you guys to follow him. We will stay on top of this LSU search uh, daily. If you're not hitting the scoop daily, I just I, we don't know each other. I'm sorry. Uh, hit should, the scoop. Should be with your breakfast every day and lunch and dinner. Yes. God bless you Midnight all. Snack. Go LSU. Go Louisiana. Let's have some fun. Everybody enjoy your Sunday. Talk to you soon. <laughs>